welcome to the Nourished Soul podcast, where we talk about all things body, mind, and soul. I'm your host, Dr. Kelly Ritter. In this episode, I get to have a conversation with Bastian Groys, who is all the way in New Zealand. He's originally from Germany and now lives in New Zealand, and he is the creator of the app called Circadian Lifestyle, so it's circadian.lifestyle, and it is a fantastic app. I have been using the app for at least six months, um, and it is very helpful when you are committed to honoring your circadian rhythms. So it tells you all the great information that I love about when to get outside, to get which light, so you know I'm always out during sunrise. That's my backyard. Um, every day I'm out there for sunrise, no matter what the weather looks like. Um, so I already had that going on. And I already tried to pop out for sunset. But I really was interested in UVA light and when to be outside for UVA because that is really helpful for mood. So that's good to know. And that's why I wanted to get the app. And then I fell in love with the app because it also helps you with the best times for your biologically, our best times to eat, um, to move our bodies, to be outside for breaks, and it'll give you a little reminder. So we have a whole conversation about how he got interested in circadian rhythms and what is a circadian rhythm and also a little bit about the app, but we have a really fun conversation. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed talking to Bastian. So I want to make sure I'm saying your name correctly. Is it Bastian? Well, Bastian, yeah, it's the English pronunciation in German. <laughs> Bastian. Um, Bastian. I, that's I, what I, I, I go. I go between both of them fluently now. I'm not not fussed anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think it's important to be called the right thing. So, or to, yeah. 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 Dep well, depends on my mood. If I'm, yeah, sometimes I, I'm more like, okay, I actually feel like more like my my true name. If you, if you, yeah, otherwise, but usually it's, it's quite fluent, so it's good. Gotcha. Well, welcome to the show. I'm excited to talk to you a little bit more about circadian rhythm and circadian life, the app. So tell me, so I think it might be helpful for people who listen to this podcast to even, I'm not sure that people even know what we mean when we're talking about circadian rhythm. So might, yeah. that might be a good place to start just what do you, what do we mean when we're talking about circadian rhythms? Well, I guess um, a simple way of putting it is the the body needs to coordinate and anticipate what's going to happen, and there's there's internal clocks that we have that that do that. That basically, you know, and when we were lived closer in, in contact with nature, it would be more like um, around well when other when other animals kind of um, feed, when other animals kind of migrate, when um, when the seasons change. Well, this is more longer term rhythm, but on a, on a daily basis, it's like, yeah, what are, what are the daily changes and, and what does happen in nature and how do we, um, uh, I guess, link in with that? Right. So that, and so that we can find food that we know what grows where and when and when do the flowers come up and when when yeah all these all these different things and these are obviously all tied on a plant and animal level um like really closely tied to the um rise and fall of the sun right 
um, you know, insects, birds, everything, everything is kind of tuned into that. And, and we were very tuned into that. Right. Um, at what time? <laughs> so I want to make sure I'm saying your name correctly. Is it Bastian? Well, Bastian, yeah, it's the English pronunciation in German, it's Bastian. Um, Bastian, I, that's I, what I, I, I go. I go between both of them fluently now. I'm not, not fussed anymore. Well, yeah, but I think it's important to be called the right thing. So, or to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dep well, depends on my mood. If I'm, yeah, sometimes I, I'm more like, okay, I actually feel like more like my, my true name. If you, if you, yeah, otherwise, but usually it's, it's quite fluent, so it's good. Gotcha. Well, welcome to the show. I'm excited to talk to you a little bit more about circadian rhythm and circadian life, the app. So tell me, so I think it might be helpful for people who listen to this podcast to even, I'm not sure that people even know what we mean when we're talking about circadian rhythm. So might, yeah. that might be a good place to start. Just what do, you, what do we mean when we're talking about circadian rhythms? Well, I guess um, a simple way of putting it is the, the body needs to coordinate and anticipate what's going to happen. And there's, there's internal clocks that we have that, that do that, that basically, you know, and when we were lived closer in, in contact with nature, it would be more like um, around, well, when other, when other animals kind of um, feed, when other animals kind of migrate, when, um, when the seasons change, well, this is more longer term rhythm, but on a, on a daily basis, it's like, yeah, what are, what are the daily changes and, and what does happen in nature and how do we, um, uh, I guess, link in with that. Right. So that, and so that we can find food that we know what grows where and when, and when do the flowers come up and when, when, yeah, all these, all these different things. And these are obviously all tied on a plant and animal level. Um, like really closely tied to the um, rise and fall of the sun. Right. Um, you know, insects, birds, everything, everything is kind of tuned into that. And, and we were really tuned into that. Right. Um, At one time. Yeah. So we used to be, as humans, we were more in tune or um, I don't know what the right word is, but in alignment with nature and the seasons and the day-to-day, -day, the light and the dark kind of ruled our day the sun yes. yeah yeah they obviously did and um tied tied in with it is obviously all the um, metabolic activity that needs to happen in right. our bodies all, all the hormonal kind of ebb and flow um is is tied in with it and is regulated by by these internal clocks right and um the, the the master clock in the brain the super charismatic nucleus in the in the um mm -hmm. in the hypothalamus is uh, the is the master clock and that is that is regulated by light right um particularly by the by the blue wavelengths of light um and that's when blue light appears at sunrise um we're meant to kind of see that we're meant to um entrain our clocks Resynchronize with um, with the uh, with the rhythm of the day, um, and then the the master clock pretty much regulates all the other clocks in the body. And there's there's clocks in, in pretty much every cell of the body, and there's also um, like so-called peripheral clocks in the in the muscle cells, for example, and in mm -hmm. the uh, in, in the in the gut. 
um, and they are more regulated by, for example, the muscle cells more uh, regulated by activity. So when we use our muscles and when, you, when we are uh, physically active versus um, the clocks in the gut are, uh, are regulated by when we take food in. Right. Um, so on, obviously all these things are, are connected and ideally work harmoniously together. If that's the case, then everything can function. There's no hiccups and there is no chaos and everything flows optimally. Mm -hmm. um, if that's not the case, then, um, well, there's disruption. And what does disruption mean? Well, it's basically things are not going well, you know, um, enzymes released at the wrong time in the, in the wrong quantities, mm -hmm. uh, in the wrong parts of the body, for example. And then, well, things can't happen as they're supposed to. And that leads to chaos and chaos, um, you know, if we stay quite on a high level and it leads to inflammation and inflammation um, leads to disease. Right. Um, so that, that, that the way we live now, because we are um, not really paying attention to, to the light or when we eat or when we're active, we're just doing everything kind of when we feel like it or when it suits us. Um, and um, that's a big problem. And you know, it's just can easily be seen in the, in the medical literature. If you just look at um, uh, shift work and, and Mm -hmm. and things like that where there's massive disruptions or if you look at you know people who are, who are night owls and studies being done on night owls they have a much higher propensity for disease and and early death and and everything that goes along with it um and that's tied to the the constant kind of um chronic disruption right which makes a lot of sense when you start really paying attention to it and i think um you and i agree that early morning sunlight so sunrise for me is just the most important of the day. It's all important, but I think it's more crucial than people think to start the day. Would you say that's true or are you? Yes, yeah, I mean, most definitely. And it's like, because I think we, we in general, we look at things way too kind of mechanistically yeah. and, and in, in a really kind of separate kind of fashion as if we could, as if what we do during the day doesn't impact our sleep and as right. if our sleep doesn't impact the next day it's like i mean even thinking about it, it doesn't even it's just ludicrous really mm -hmm. um but we be, we behave and we act as as if that's the case mm -hmm. and, a, and a lot of the you know allopathic medicine medicine and and all the things we take are there to just looking at one particular aspect right um and, and all the you know possible and because it's also too complex to really um get a sense on a, and a good understanding of the possible downstream effects, like for example, taking, taking melatonin at night. Right. Um, it's, it's a, it's a big mm -hmm. thing because I mean, uh, melatonin not only regulates pretty much all, all the um, physiological and, and metabolic activity um, during, during the night, mm -hmm. it's also your best antioxidant, your, your most powerful antioxidant and, and um, free radical scavenger, um, it's produced not only um, in the brain and then released in the bloodstream, it's also produced in the mitochondria. Yes. Um, and so, and, and obviously it's tied to so many other processes, mm -hmm. like everything is, everything is connected. And then if we take something, um, yeah, at the wrong time, in the wrong dosage, in a synthetic form that, that can never be the same um, mm -hmm. as when it's kind of produced, for example, in the brain, like when we produce when, or when it's released at night. 
um, then actually the concentrations in the brain are really high, extremely high, and as it's kind of um, dispersed into the into the blood, it obviously um, the the concentrations drop. Right. Versus if we take it take it um, in pill form or in a drink, then the concentrations in the blood are really high, but till it, by the time it reaches the brain, it's really low. So it's just it's just up, upside down every which way we look at things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the implications of that, we, we really don't have an idea. We have an idea of some, of some problems that occur from, from that, for example, but we really don't know all the downstream effects because it's much too complex. Right, right. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people will say, well, for me, it's just very simple. You know, the simplest things that I've done to help my mitochondria, because that was what I was trying to do when I decided to start using the sun, sunrise, sunset, getting vitamin D during the day. I wasn't really, I wasn't specifically thinking, oh, I'm going to help my, I'm going to get in sync with my circadian rhythms and get all that going. I was really just trying to see if I could help my mitochondria, which of course, you know, our circadian rhythm helps the mitochondria, but I kind of did a little backwards, but it was really simple. I just think that a lot of people will say, well, I'd rather take a pill or it's easier or because of my job or because of my kids or because of my life. And I know you have really committed your life and you had a, a shift living in New Zealand now too, but you were in Germany, right? For a while. So I want to hear more about your story. But I also think people need to hear that it's simple and it's doable. Like we all, a lot of us shift our whole life um, to make sure that we're living in sync with nature. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's, it is simple, but the problem is we're not, most people are not doing it because right. even so the, 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 the application of it is simple, but the, the crux is it requires, um, a certain no not a certain it requires consistency yes and, and it requires um to basically show up and prioritize yes. um your health and um vitality energy um etc mm-hmm. etc et and and not um compromise that for for um you know short-term gratification of whatever sort right um because then you pay the price in the long term. So it's, it's a bit of that that predicament, like where do we place our, our value and our priorities? Mm-hmm. Um, because the changes are simple. I remember like like years and years ago, I was reading a book on sleep and um, it basically had, had, had one message or two messages, which was just like, go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time. <laughs> I was like, uh, is, what else what else can i do kind of thing i was just like yeah but you know it's just that's not good enough it doesn't suit me that's like a that's too simple like uh, that that can't do anything mm-hmm. and and b i don't want to do it because it's too restrictive right, right? so it's just it's, it's it's more it feels like it's more that it's more that idea of convenience which is so hammered into us if it's not convenient then i uh, just don't do it mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, we, we're just doing ourselves a, a big disservice um, having that kind of attitude because we're going to pay a price for that, whether right. we want to acknowledge that or not. And I feel like a, a lot of it these days comes really kind of down to that because the answers 
or the the solutions are really not that um, that difficult. They're really easy to do, um, but it requires a shift in in behavior, in lifestyle, and um, initially it probably feels a bit like a sacrifice, and it does. Um, but quite quickly, um, that shifts for uh, I can speak for myself, and I can speak for for other people who make the who made these shifts that that I talk to. Um, it it really becomes. Um, more like a, a, a wanting and a, and a love affair in a way, yeah. rather than that I that I should do or that I ought to do or that I kind of push myself to do all the time, yeah. um, because it's not sustainable. If that wouldn't if that wouldn't shift, if there wouldn't be any any benefits from that um, that that are tangible and that are felt, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, people would fall off the bandwagon all the time, yeah. and people do because it depends where we're at and the, the choices we make. But um, there's there's yeah um, such a such a shift that can happen, um, and that is going to happen if we apply ourselves over a certain amount of time. Right. Um, and showing up, and then we're reaping the benefits, and then we're going, oh yeah, I want more. Yeah. I want to feel better. I wanna. I love this. I'm just. I'm just. Yeah. The, you know, rather than oh, it's a drag and it's difficult and I don't want to get up. No, I want to get up early. I want to see the sunrise. It's kind of like it's my that's the most special time of the day, really, for me. My my morning routine, and and mm-hmm. I take my time, and I and I rearranged my life so that I can do that, so that I have my two hours in the morning and dedicate that, um, and 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 show up for that because I want to. Yes, I 100% agree. That is my favorite time of the day, and you do rearrange your life. And so, tell me about your. Did how did you get into circadian rhythm, and then creating mm. the app too? We'll talk about the app because the app has been really helpful for me, um, more than I even thought. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit. I know you've been doing market research, and so what yeah. how it's helpful for other people too. But let's hear a little bit about how you were. You always kind of a health conscious person how i looked at the world really it, it definitely shifted so many times over over my lifetime but um i found myself i'm now 44 i was around a year late in my late 30s mm-hmm. and i found myself um i didn't have any particular health issues but what I, what what happened and what kept on getting stronger was that sense of oh i'm, I'm tired i was constantly like a sense of being tired and and um you know ups and downs but mostly it, it got worse and worse over time where i felt like i'm almost like in a dip i'm almost like kind of dragging myself along mm-hmm. and i just heard myself saying over and over again i'm tired when someone asked me like how are you it's like <laughs> i'm tired and eventually i was going <laughs> i really don't like this this is like this sucks this is not good right. um and at some stage it just really wanted it to change so i just started looking um and like most people when they want to make a change in their health they look at diet um and you know understandably because that's that's um, being portrayed as the one and all and um if you fix that then everything is else is, is kind of fine um so I, I looked into diet and um and i went on a on a ketogenic diet and um that helped a lot had, had lots of problems with it as well at massive constipation and and other mm-hmm. issues um along the way um right. that that subsided um but 
yeah, it, it helped to, to a large degree where I actually got some of my energy back and it was much more like um, stable. Mm-hmm. But um, while I was looking into that and, and, and changing things, um, yeah, I, I, I almost like I started to, I started to lick blood and I just wanted, I had a taste yeah. and I wanted more. But the man was like, this can't be all. And I remember, I think it was actually, um, uh, what's her name again? Um, I think Nora Gedgaudis. She's, um, I think mm-hmm. she's Greek. Um, Mm-hmm. She's big in the paleo world and in the, in the in the ketogenic world. Yeah. And I read I read a book of hers, and um, but in that book it was not only about diet. There were so many other aspects that were tied to it, where she you know, talked about water and she talked about um, mm-hmm. all the all the cosmetic and the beauty products that we that we put ourselves and and so many other aspects that I that I hadn't mm-hmm. really kind of considered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was going, oh my god, okay. Um, Okay, I need to read more. I need to find out more. So that was a was a was was a um, I guess a, a stepping stone along the way. And then, yeah, I started going to to some conferences and I started reading other books and I did more research and um, talking to nutritionists and and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I stumbled upon uh, Jay Cruz. Yeah, um, a lot of people probably know he's quite a um, yeah an interesting character. Quite can be quite abrasive and quite um, yeah yeah rubs people up the wrong way. Um, but um, yeah, he is, yeah he inspired lots of people, and and he was the one who kind of first uh, I heard talk about light and and circadian rhythms mm-hmm. and, and many aspects of kind of um, quantum biology, which are to be honest way way beyond me. And even so, I dived into it, but. Uh, almost feels like I get lost in the detail and it, it doesn't really matter because I need to bring it back to what I do on a daily basis and what I can do. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so I went down that, that road and then came across um, Alexander Wunsch. He's probably one of the most uh, well-known people in the world around light uh, mm-hmm. and how it relates to health. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I pretty much watched all of his videos multiple mm-hmm. times. Um, and so I really dove into it and, and listened to more podcasts and because I was really fascinated by, by light in particular and circadian uh-huh. rhythms. Yeah. It just, it just really resonated something about light. And um, and then when I started spending more time in the sun and, and felt the impact of it and understood a bit more of what's happening um, as a result of that and how I, most importantly, how I felt as a result of that, mm-hmm. um, that I was just like so sold and, um, yeah, didn't didn't look back and um, and since I did so much research and was trying to understand how to apply all of these things to my life, um, I was going like, hang on, if I'm doing that, other people might, must be doing that. <laughs> I can't be I can't be the only one, right? Um, and I can't be I can't be the only one who was who was reaping all these benefits, yeah. Um, because my energy was just so stable and. I just felt much better. Like my my mood is just much more stable. Everything is just much more even and reliable and um, resilient and and all of that. Um, and so yeah, I just I just went on a, on a deeper journey with it. And at some stage, the idea of an app popped in my head. Initially, I thought about oh, I do some health coaching, um, but that didn't really kind of resonate. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, the the app just. Um, Kind of didn't just happen. It, it was a long journey, but I was I was supported along the way, mm-hmm. um, and doors kept opening. 
and it was just a clear sign. It's like, okay, this is you're meant to go down that path. And um, create that app and, and put it out there and see what see how people respond. In October 2020, uh, we could actually. Like, yeah, it was it's, it's quite a rewarding um, rewarding journey to um, to do that and, and put something out there that that can actually help people with real simple you know lifestyle changes that are not um, that are actually based in science, but that are also really common sense um, and that are that are applicable. And if people actually want to make a change, and if, I guess if people had have tried to go down the conventional path and mm-hmm. um, have been disillusioned and maybe went down even the, the functional the functional medicine kind of path and just right. replaced mm-hmm. uh, pharmaceuticals with kind of um, more natural kind of supplements. And that mm-hmm. probably didn't cut it uh, well enough either because there's just too many things that are not looked at in that. Again, the environment is missing and how people live and how they behave mm-hmm. and when they do things. And light, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Light was um, never mentioned in all of my functional medicine journey stuff. Yeah, 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 and all the all these all these things. I mean, it's all it all again. It all kind of ties together. I mean, it's great. You know, obviously, intermittent fasting is, is a big, mm-hmm. a big uh, topic right now, and it's a big hype, and and rightfully so. Um, but nevertheless, if you like how most people approach it, if they um, skip breakfast because it's convenient, and then eat late. Um, again, you are. It's better than eating breakfast and and eating late as well, and having a long eating window. Um, but it's it's still far from optimal because if you if you eat too close to bedtime, you just simply compromise your sleep and the repair and the regeneration that's supposed to happen at night. And you give your gut the wrong cue so that if you let's say you eat at whatever two hours before bedtime or an hour before bedtime. Um, or have a glass of wine, even alcohol, you know, kind of does a trick to kind of kick you out of that. And you restart everything in the gut, you throw your um, your gut into a different time zone than the rest of your body. Right. Um, so, mm-hmm. and obviously again, that's not that's not a, a good setup. Um, and then obviously you're not, you won't be hungry the next morning. So you, you, you throw off the the natural um, hormone flow that's supposed to happen because normally mm-hmm. in the in the morning, um, ghrelin would spike and leptin is down, so mm-hmm. that you are kind of you want to eat, um, but if we eat late, that's that's thrown off again, and then we kind of justify um, things like yeah our our behavior. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we're yeah it, it's an interesting one. We always like blame. Um, the the environment or something else that oh it's not working because this is this is not happening for me yeah but it's not happening for you because you're behaving the way that's out of sync right and that actually creates a disruption in the first place and then you wonder why you don't feel mm-hmm. like eating in the morning for example there's there's reasons for all of that because it's not biologically it's not normal for that to happen right there is a, there, there is a reason for that um, and um, yeah we just often don't like to look at those and just find excuses to keep on doing the same thing uh, in order to not need to change or, you know, keep on, yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. And, and then people don't even realize that they're leptin resistant and they keep skipping breakfast or making it later and later thinking that they're doing what's right for, from a fasting perspective. 
And some people, I know that that can be helpful for certain things, but I've found that I had to move the window up and then, you know, cause I started eating dinner at four 30 when my app tells me, enjoy your dinner. And I'm like, Ooh, this is really early. It was, I've always been an earlier eater, but now it was really early. And so I just started using, I had to shift my morning um, eating a little bit earlier to feel better. And it just made it more in line. So I, you know what I did, I took the app and I, I got all of the, the reminders, the little tweets that tell me time to move, time to go see the sunrise, time to, and I thought it was really, really helpful for me, but a little overwhelming at first because it was different. And I'd already been doing sunrise for a long time before that. And I've, I think, and doing some other things, I was already taking a lot of breaks. So I think people, you know, it might take people a little bit of time. It's a priority. And once you prioritize it, the app can be super helpful and the reminders are helpful, but it also has a, you know, you can click on things and, and learn and it'll give you yeah. research that you can look at. And I just think it's really helpful to be able to, to have something that handy and you can see how simple it is, but you can see how you're going to have to shift probably a lot your whole life, but also your thinking, because we all think we eat, you know, in the United States, I don't know, in New Zealand, it's been a long time since I've been in New Zealand, but everybody eats dinner pretty late here in the United States to get home from work and school and all of that yeah. and sports and, and maybe go to the gym and then eat after the gym or whatnot, right? All, right. All to, be, the, all to be healthy, but all the time kind of in a way kind of setting setting ourselves up. Even if we try to do the right thing, we're kind of like, yeah, also shooting mm -hmm. ourselves in the foot a little bit. Right. Exactly. So it, you know, the app, I think, is helpful in shifting your whole lifestyle and, and the way you think about things. Yeah, but I mean, that's really the idea, right? Because that's I said that's where we kind of fall down. It's really a shift um, back to a, a putting your biological schedule first, yes, and not your social schedule or your work schedule or whatever else. And and that's that's just and but that's a big that's a big um, you know a difficulty for people yeah. because because it obviously is a there's a massive conflict and um, and it that's where it's I guess mm -hmm. important to to just change things little by little and, and pick mm -hmm. one one thing at a time whether mm -hmm. it's going to bed at the same time right or whether whether it's prioritizing you know making making it a habit in the morning even even if you can't um be out by sunrise or you maybe you need to get up earlier um to at least make a make an effort to to spend five ten minutes outside to get some morning light and if you, for example, get up before sunrise and it's, and it's still dark um, and you use artificial light, then you want to use some blue blockers to protect your, your master clock in the brain and not um, throw yourself off from the get-go. And then when it's, mm -hmm. when it's um, light um, or starting to get bright outside, then you go out and, and get some natural light in your eyes for, for five, 10 minutes. Things like that, because if, if people try to do everything at once, it's not going to work, right. of course. So just really figuring out what's, um what what feels right for you what what part do you want to address do you want to shrink your eating window do you want to move it a bit earlier do you want to um 
start moving in the morning and do a bit of exercise or do you want to do that more in the evening at, at a similar time um yeah or or maybe it's just some simple thing of, of taking some some breaks during the day and going outside every every hour or so or every two hours yeah. and you know without classes and just get get five minutes go for a walk move a little and get five minutes of of natural light into your eyes maybe it's something like that um, but starting somewhere that's that's doable that's um that you can stick with and that you can make a dent and then do that for a month mm -hmm. or two and then pick something else or add to it right so we need... otherwise it's probably overwhelming yeah yeah it is. well <laughs> yeah but i was i'm kind of like that i'm an all or nothing kind of all in and so i wanted to use the app do all the things and i'm i, I thought it was um definitely doable after you get used to to the new way of doing things it's doable but i wondered how long do people use you've been asking people uh, that use the app about yeah. what how long before things really started clicking is it right away that they immediately start um it i guess it really depends where the individual is at um, right in their journey know, a lot of <laughs> yeah it's 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 so it's so unique um i mean sometimes i'm you know i'm i'm amazed um by by the the feedback um we kind of get like you know people one one person was writing in with with insomnia and and he said like yeah my, my insomnia that i had for years you know kind of disappeared within a few weeks um it's just stuff like that which is mind-boggling or, or a woman who had like massive like uh, pain and cramps during her period Mm -hmm. um and and distress um that disappeared and it just almost like i'm like wow you know it's like it's like all these all these um stories from individual people with such different problems um that that again uh, are, are all kind of tied into the same thing because uh, mm -hmm. your body needs to function right and your body needs to communicate well and it needs to be coordinated well and um, it's just, I mean, the mind-boggling fact that apparently there's a hundred thousand biochemical reactions per cell per second. Right. Yeah, it's just like, hello, that needs to be coordinated, <laughs> right? And actually the only thing that can coordinate that to do it fast enough is actually light. Everything else is too slow. Right. It needs to, it needs to be at the speed of light to, to coordinate that amount of, of, of um, activity yeah and to recognize that um and it's just i'm i'm convinced we just we, we really don't have a clue what all the effects of of light and what it does and we have we have more of an idea and and there's you know a lot of research has been done on on biophotons which are you know super mm -hmm. super weak um transmissions of uv light uh, that that um are coming from from each cell and that that's actually the way how the how the cells next to each other but also a way uh, um that are not not close to each other um and also even between organisms can communicate that way because it can create a coherent field and right. that's that's being um sent from each cell and also received by other cells and and yeah but but all these things are obviously in its infancy in with regards to kind of research but mm -hmm. um yeah, it, it, I always go back to, um, you know, it's also an interesting phenomenon with kind of physical, like the quantum, uh, the quantum mechanics and, and spirituality. 
yeah. which all point to the same thing that everything is kind of connected right um and there is no separation there are no boundaries it's basically just just space everywhere and yeah. just resonance and frequency um and so the the and then then it kind of makes sense to it almost looked like because what i noticed lately like when i go to the city um i just left the city like half a year ago and moved to the country but when i go back i'm much more aware of the of the intensity and the energy and the the resonance or the frequency if you wish from the yep. city and right. how it's so much more uh jarring and stressful and and intense mm -hmm. and penetrating yep. um and activating <laughs> yeah yep. for the nervous system yep. and when i'm when i'm in the in the country then it's just it's just the opposite it's just it's just soothing it's kind of it's less activity it's stress it's much more harmonious so this the we are actually able to pick these things up and to if we're a bit more sensitive um, and paying attention and hone our skills um, in that area, then we can actually directly perceive that. Um, it's still hard to kind of quantify that, but for me, it's it's really personally I don't really care that much about it. Yeah. Um, because if I if I feel better, I feel better. Full stop. Whether I can measure it or whether I can't. I um, totally agree. And yeah. so it's, uh, I guess it's, it's, and it's also the, I guess with that, the, the, I know I'm going a bit of a tangent, but I'm just. <laughs> no, I like it. Up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just see where I end up with it. Um, the, um, yeah, it's, it's something about the resonance and the, and the, um, that, that just makes sense and that lands versus mm -hmm. versus something that I need to kind of think about and use my brain and be intellectual about it. Right. And then I can justify I, I should do that, I shouldn't do that, but I actually don't have any relationship to it because right. everything that's going on in the mind is so impersonal. It's mm -hmm. just an idea and it's kind of um, not um, not really tied or hooked into something a bit more a bit more real. Mm -hmm. And that's where um, I feel like the the helping people to to go back to the basics and have right. a bit more of a touchstone to nature and connect with mm -hmm. something that's that's real and that's a bit that's unchangeable like the sun rises in the morning and mm -hmm. just becoming aware of when that is and starting to form a relationship with that however little that might be right um this is a movement that's that's going to be supportive yes. it's not going to spin you out it's not going to um keep you chasing your tail or or make decisions that are um that are detrimental it it, it it's ought to be the opposite it's ought to be supportive yeah absolutely um, and so that i feel really, really that's that's so kind of crucial particularly in this kind of fast-paced kind of crazy world with more mark technology yeah. and less and less certainty and, and um and everything is kind of being questioned and so it's almost like we need to come back and find our own kind of inner kind of wisdom and compass yes that no one can really kind of take from you and that's really where where nature and and mm -hmm. having a even just even just things like if you forget about circadian rhythms and and everything tied to it but even if you just live a bit more um structured if you want to use a different word mm -hmm. um but if you if you have a rhythm and that you stick with it with that rhythm for a while it's going to be supportive right 
And I think I told you one of my favorite things is the, I don't care who you are, where you live, uh, what blood type you are, what diseases you, everybody benefits from being in the light. Everybody benefits from going and, and sunlight is, is I'm, you know, I just feel better in light. So when I'm out there, I think the science is interesting. I love, you know, looking at the quantum biology and the quantum techniques that we can help, particularly with mental health. I'm super excited about that. But do you feel better? I mean, that's the bottom line. Are you doing things that are supportive? And I love that you talk about the relationship, like what's your relationship with the sunrise, even for as short, as small as that might be. And for people who say, oh, no, 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 I can't get up and see sunrise. Then when you do get up to pop outside, yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, and I think UVA light, I got really interested in UVA light when I learned that it had more to do with mood. And so mm. I work with a lot of people who have mood issues like mood going up and down or feeling more depressed or feeling a lot of anxiousness lately. And so for them to be out during the, the UVA light, and that's originally why I found your app, because I wanted to know when there was UVA light available. And it's yeah. been really helpful to just, just be in, in that light. And you don't have to understand it. You can, if you want to, you can dig into the research, but you don't have to understand it to feel better. And it's, it's point, yeah. for everyone. And I, you know, as a nutritional therapist, I haven't found one diet that works for everybody. Now I'm a big fan of ketosis. I'm a big fan of, you know, seasonal, local seasonal eating. I think whatever foods feel good in your body that are local and seasonal, that's probably, that's great. Any real food is probably better than all the fake stuff people eat, but but I haven't found, I found that everyone benefits from, from being outside barefoot and in the light. Yeah. If you're a diurnal creature, which we are, <laughs> then the answer is yes. Um, if you are um, an owl or a rat or right. a mouse or, you know, an earthworm, you don't benefit from that. <laughs> It's detrimental, right. but but that's right. really the thing. We we just, we just we really like we almost like forgot what we are on a just biological kind of level. Right. Um, and then we just I guess humans are just too too we're just too arrogant, right? So we just we just do everything the way we want to, and we don't think it has an impact. It's just interesting. Like if mm -hmm. there was a um, uh, I just. Uh, a while ago, last year sometime, we were sitting outside on a lawn in the morning. Um, it was like 11 o'clock. And um, a rat just just came came close and kind of, but, but it wasn't moving normally and naturally. It was just like weird because it was just moving erratically. And and, um, and I moved it to the side and, and it, yeah, it was obviously sick, right? Because it's not normal for a nocturnal animal to be out in the middle of the day. Right. So that that rat suffered from whatever it suffered from and mm -hmm. it made choices that kind of made it worse. And mm -hmm. you know, put it out to be to be eaten by a hawk or whatnot or a cat or everything else. So it's just that we forget the most basic kind of things. And then um, we we wanna kind of fix it by um, 
taking some more artificial synthetic kind of stuff and um, to, to remedy that. So it's like, yeah, maybe if that's how you want to live, it's but it's not it's not my choice, and it doesn't seem to um, mm -hmm. seem to be a wise choice either. It's not optimal for sure. But I think a lot of people have no idea. They think that they're nocturnal. They don't realize that biologically we're not made for that. We'll say, oh, I'm a night owl. Um, you know, I was one of those people that I preferred the night and did not like mornings. And now I never miss a sunrise. And um, so I think people just have to be educated that, that that's not normal. <laughs> that's like a rat out in the middle of the day. No, it's 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 not normal. Even so, the funny thing is, again, it feels normal, but it only feels normal because um, you're having crisis and you're getting a massive hit um, of cortisol and adrenaline from the blue light, um, and you suppress your melatonin, and then of course you're wired. And if you do that long enough, yes, eventually your sleep drive kicks in, and um, and if you push through that, you get a second wind and you can go longer, but. It's it's not something that you're you're basically having having an on switch for your adrenals like constantly running when you're anti artificial light and then of course you keep on going and you feel like yeah let's let's um, yeah let's keep on moving and there's a, I mean there's obviously there's a reason why they um, and there's so many studies on that you know the bright lights in the offices that do that for productivity mm -hmm. yeah, but again if you if you burn the candle from both sides. Um, well, eventually the candle burns out. Right. And that's that's exactly what's happening with all these people being burned out and adrenal, you know, so-called adrenal fatigue, um, which I might have even kind of, you know, kind of suffered from without even knowing it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just interesting, just that aspect, because the blue light triggers, triggers the cortisol. Right. Um, and the interesting mm -hmm. part is that actually the UV light destroys mm -hmm steroid hormones and destroys sex hormones in the blood, which is nature's way of balancing that out. But if you're inside under artificial light and you get the kick from the blue, but you don't have the UV, mm -hmm. A, that balance is completely missing. Um, mm -hmm. And again, which just, you know, obviously if, if you look at the, the, the rate of how, how stressed people are, mm -hmm. uh, mental health issues and all the rest of that, mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't be surprised surprised if, if a lot of that, if not most of it, is, is due to just that as mm -hmm. exposure to blue light, blue light. no exposure mm -hmm. to UV, you miss the serotonin, you miss the dopamine, you mm -hmm. don't get that, um, or in a limited way, and then obviously you miss all the red and the infrared, that's always kind of at least 50% of sunlight, oh, which you. is the regenerative and the, and the repair activity, and, and basically the, the homeostasis that's supposed to be there, the balance in your body between um, damage and repair is broken right? because you're not getting getting the repair frequencies and you're not getting the mm -hmm. energy in the mitochondria to do that for the you know the, the red and infrared infrared light does it um so it's just it's just yeah in a way it's it's quite simple but um yeah again our behavior and our mm -hmm. understanding or not not even thinking that light might have a, an impact beyond vision is what kind of gets us into trouble. Right. And then, and, and I think I'm a night owl and I stay up late and I convince myself that I'm this and that and then I do more, make more mm -hmm. choices and, and put myself more in that kind of, um, uh, well, not camp, but you know, I make choices that kind of uh, contribute mm -hmm. to that. Yeah. And, and entrench me more and then, um, 
yeah, then I then I think I'm an idol and um, yeah, I just take that for granted and, and keep on going down that road. Right, and don't realize that my mitochondria are not working because yeah, and then I'm sick and yeah, all the things and not yeah. knowing why. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So that's it's a thing that it's, 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 it's I mean, it's obviously that that problem, like, um, I feel like it escalated so much in the last um, yeah. 10 years in particular because of the yeah. devices and the, the, the brightness of the devices and the more ubiquitous use of those. Yeah. Um, that just makes it worse. And then, particular, unfortunately, particular for, for children and for teenagers, yeah. it's much worse because they have a much higher sensitivity to light. Mm -hmm. So they get disrupted even more. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, just just is, is a really is a really bad setup. It's bad enough for adults, but particular mm -hmm. for for, um, you know, young people, it's right. it's much worse. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're having to find our way out of this. And I don't know. Yeah. And, and it's and it's and it's not easy because you know, the thing is, um, light is also addictive and and um blue light gives us as, as well as uh, the stress um and uh, and the energy it also um um energy in the sense of uh, being like charged but not yep. actually uh, you know not, not in a, a good way yeah not, yeah not in a good way um it, but it also gives us a bit of a of a, of a dopamine hit. dopamine hit mm -hmm. um mm -hmm does not as much as UV light does, but it, it's definitely there hard to, to let that go. And then obviously also getting the, the peer pressure around kind of being online and showing up that way. And otherwise I'm, I'm not part of the, the crowd or whatever it might be for, mm -hmm. for individuals uh, makes it much harder to kind of come back home in a way and and mm -hmm. find out what's true for you and touch them with something more substantial and real yeah and and again find your inner compass rather than something that's a post uh, mm -hmm. from the outside whether it's on social media or whatnot yeah um uh, it's it, it's really hard it, it requires like an, an well almost like a commitment um to to some inner exploration and some inner work to find yourself because without that it's like it's really hard to 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 orient yourself in this in this kind of um yeah multi-layered difficult complex kind of world strange world we're living getting, in yeah yeah and that, that seems to be getting more uh, more confusing by the day yes so it's it's without a, a, a ballast and without an, an inner compass and with something without mm -hmm. something to orient to, you ought to be lost. Right. And you all you ought, you ought to be looking someplace outside yourself all the time, and that's that's really not helpful because it's just too changing and too confusing and too mm -hmm. um, too complex and and not real in the right. first place. So. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that inner compass we keep kind of coming back to the inner compass. And if all of the systems, if all the clocks are off, it's hard to find your inner compass. So it's an, you know, the exactly. place, right. Right. So it's, it's, difficult. it's difficult if someone is, is really kind of stuck in that, right, yeah. in, in, uh, in, you know, bombarded by, by blue light, maybe having, you know, mm -hmm. eating, eating fake foods and mm -hmm. having a lot of toxicity in the environment and um, a lot of, uh, 
you know chemicals in 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 beauty products and 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 fluoride and chlorine in the water and and you know heavy metals in the air and mold toxicity and emf exposure and the stress and it's like oh my god like how how can we actually like you know kind of almost like step back from that and and just take a look without that kind of clouding our every kind of mm-hmm. um, judgment and, and yeah so it, it's and that's why again i always come back to nature because that that slower pace yes mm-hmm. they're relating to something that's that's there that's reliable mm-hmm. that i can feel that i can touch um that kind of can ground me yeah um the, yeah it's it's just it's I, I wouldn't know how to do it without without that i don't I, I don't have don't have an answer outside of that um because again without the without an action and some 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 rootedness we're, we're about to be not knowing what's what's going on and where to place ourselves and what to do right exactly yeah, and, and the thing is with light, um, it's just, you know, for me personally, it's kind of, and I, I wasn't aware of that before. I was not aware of that before. I mean, I kind of always liked the sun and I always kind of liked too. to be outside as a kid. Yeah. Um, but I was just wasn't aware of it, right? But now yeah, just the, the sensory kind of impact, like mm-hmm. of being in the sun, it's yeah. like a, it's like a massage. It's like a, uh, uh, it, yeah, it was almost like being caressed by a lover in some kind of weird, weird kind of sense from the inside mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's such a visceral um, experience if I'm if I slow down enough to actually pay attention. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. and just things like that. This is uh, that's why I guess everyone needs to find their own kind of way yeah. to connect. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You know, the the sun, the heat, the cold, the the weather, being grounded, barefoot, um, all of that kind of can do that and help facilitate that. And just people need to take the first step yes. one one way along the line. And right. um, whether that's by by chance or they they hear someone talk about circadian rhythms or light or cold exposure or or mm-hmm. sonars or or whatnot or uh, mm-hmm. a primal way of eating or um, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, holistic management, a way of kind of, um, you know, regenerative agriculture. Yeah, I was going to say regenerative farming, right? Whatever, whatever it is that, that, that is, that resonates as a a first step in. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Just, yeah. Yeah. Cause that first step in, I think when people get tired, like you were tired of being tired and saying you were tired. (laughs) when people ask you how you're doing, I was tired of feeling not right. Um, lots of headache, just, I just didn't feel great. And I already ate well. So I knew it wasn't about the food as much as it, well, I could do. It ended up being a little more about the food, but still I was already a good eater. I didn't drink alcohol. I wasn't a smoker. So, you know, then you start getting curious of what else can I do? And then when you get a taste, and you just keep going. <laughs> then you're interested in regenerative farming and the light and quantum biology and all of that and cold therapy um, yeah. or the cold exposure, all the things. So yeah, so just step in wherever you can step in. That's the, that's the and message. I guess, 
yeah. that's that's the message. Yeah, and I guess my hope with with the app is that yeah, um, because it's kind of a two pronged approach, right? At, at mm-hmm. this stage, it's really about the the I guess the why mm-hmm. and the how. Mm-hmm. So um, whether people just want to step in and focus on the how, go for it. Whether you need a bit of um, you know do some research and do some reading, mm-hmm. um, that that's there as well, kind of curated, so you understand why that makes sense, like on a, on a, on a deep level. Mm-hmm. And um, again, if that resonates, well, then jump to the how and, and, and jump in. And otherwise, um, yeah, best of luck um, with, you know, finding fun your own way, however that, however that looks like. However that looks, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's safe to say that nature is what nourishes you the most. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that really feels nourishing to you besides the light and the food, anything we didn't touch on that feels very nourishing to you? Oh, my dog. Yeah. (laughs) My dog. Um, But yeah, I I love saunas. Um, Mm -hmm. I still have a bit of a a love-hate relationship with with a cold exposure. Um, Yeah, me too. It's challenging. challenging. It's not a... um, but it, it feels it feels fantastic, you know, whenever I do it. But it's it's a push. That's exactly how I feel still. Games in my life is to to learn um, to really live a, a slower paced life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that. You know, I'm, I'm doing meditation. I'm doing I'm doing inner work. I'm part of a, a spiritual group for many many uh, years now. And um, so that that's that's part of my journey. And and also really learning how to relate. To actually learn how to relate to other people and to to go deeper in that and be vulnerable in that and to um, uh, to take responsibility for what you know what's moving in me, what I'm feeling, and not put that onto onto others. Wow, so yeah. it's just I guess learning to be learning, learning to be human and learning to to um, yeah just mm-hmm. do the best I can to to create a more beautiful world. Yeah, well I think you're doing that. I think, and I, yeah. I really, we can only, we can only try, <laughs> can only try. Yeah. yeah, we can only try. You're right. Um, well, I just really appreciate your time and talking to me and learning a little bit more about, you know, your journey is helpful to me. So thank you so much for yeah, being thank here. You. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And the more people we can help find their way. Find the light. Yeah. Find the light, find the light. Yeah, yeah, I think the better. So and and the darkness at night, not to forget. And the, yeah, right, 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 <laughs> right. You need the dark. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Nourish Soul Podcast. Let's stay connected. You can find me on social media at Dr. Kelly Ritter on Facebook and Instagram is Dr. underscore Kelly, K-E-L-L-I. And I would love to connect with you that way. And also, if you want to find out what we're doing or what we're up to at The Nourished Soul, you can come to the website, nourished-soul.com. And you can join our 30 Calm community. It's free to join. So visit the website. 
There are lots of articles there. You can find out what's new, what's going on, if there are any events or workshops, or um, I also do some group coaching. So you can find all that information on the website. I look forward to connecting.